When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, do I look more alive in the eyes now? You, you do look more alive in the he eyes. He was setting up the camera and he was just like, you look a little dead in the eyes. I, and mean, I was like, well, I, darling, I'm not on yet. <laughs> I was trying to give you some friendly feedback. I'm you getting know? into character. I'm okay. getting into my two gay Matt's character. I thought you were a real person here. I thought this was just like. It's all fake. It's all a persona. <laughs> I'm like Paris Hilton. You're, oh, really? When, I can't wait to hear your real voice one day. I know. You're going to drop down like three octaves like she did. She's like, hey, I'm Matt like, Steele. Hey. I watched recently a cooking show that she has on Netflix. I heard it's cute. It's really, really cute. I heard it's funny. And like not too forced. Yeah. It's, it's like really, really fun. I always found uh, Simple Life iconic. I didn't watch it, but I mean, now that I watch Kathy Hilton on Beverly Hills, I'm like, clearly Paris must be doing something, right? Because mm. it's in the bloodline. It's in the bloodline. You know? It's like, damn. And we don't want to support it, but like, we don't. But we it's gotta- like, <laughs> if I have to choose between Kim Kardashian and the Hiltons, the Hiltons are more interesting to me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, 1, is that rude? She's got the timing. I'm She's telling you, timing. every week I look for stories, anything with Kim Kardashian. I'm just like, I just don't care. Is that bad? It's just because I know neither of us care. Yeah. You know? Do our listeners care? Listeners, vote below. Tell us below. Send us an email. If you care about Kim and think we're overlooking her, tell us, but... I assume you don't. <laughs> guys, you must be getting your Kim information elsewhere. Yeah, and guys, honestly, like even if you vote below, like, yes, talk about Kim, we won't. <laughs> that is true. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we have entered the final month of the year. Can you believe that? No, no. I was like, oh, well, of course, 2020 feels like it's going by fast. 2021. No, no, no. But like before last last year, year. I was like, oh, well, 2020 feels like it's going by fast because of all the craziness and everything. Yes. Not that there wasn't craziness this year. Obviously, there was. But it's just like, oh, no, this is what adulthood is. It's Mm -hmm. just the years just go by faster and faster. As Andrew Garfield slash Jonathan Larson (laughs) say, years are getting shorter. Yeah. And I mean, lines on your face are getting longer. I guess, except it, for ours. Except for ours, we with the lights, <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with the with lights. These lights in front of us. Yes, we look great. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where I look around. And I'm like, oh wait, I'm flying home in ten days. Damn. Oh, and that's I, right. You're leaving in the middle of I'm the month. I'm leaving in the middle of the month, and I'm like, I just, even though we, I have, if you're looking at us, you'll see probably a couple of more lights, more decorations. Things are looking Christmassy in our home, which I really appreciate. But like, it's I building and building all around me. It is. It is. But I just. It doesn't feel like that time of year yet, weird. I mean, obviously, I was just sitting outside on the table, and it was like 66 degrees, so yeah. that'll do it. But also, it just doesn't feel like I'm about to go home for Christmas. You know, really? it just doesn't feel like that See, tonight. I was in a boba place today, uh-huh. and they were playing Christmas music, and for the first time, I felt like... Oh. I was like, oh, I do love Christmas. You didn't feel that way when I was playing Christmas music and we still lived together in like September? And, oh, <laughs> you were No, because it was September. Well, you know I was. You like to start Christmas early I as do. Kelly Clarkson asked us a couple months ago. <laughs> or like at this point it was like almost two months ago. Wow. Um, Christmas, please come early this year. It came a little too early for you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, now I feel like ready. Yes. It's Christmas time and I'm very happy I'm going home the 22nd. Wow. How long are you going to be home? I'm going to be home for two weeks. I'm always a solid like two weeker. Wow. There was one year, 2015 into 2016, I was gone for three weeks because I like booked my flights too late and mm. I was like, oh, it's cheaper to do it for three weeks. I'll do it. And that was a long time. So you do New Year's in Jersey? I always do New Year's in Jersey. Well, I've never missed a New Year's at home. I feel like I did New Year's at home one time. And, you know, we love going home. I love being home forever long. But, like, to me, New Year's is, like, a young people holiday. Or like, I'm doing... <laughs> then no shade to my family or parents, of course. We love Your parents them. are cool and They're hip. They're cool and hip and young. and uh, But it's, like... I just have never done fam- we ne- growing up we never did family stuff on New Year's. It was like, okay. oh, you're now old enough to get in the car, like have fun, best of luck. <laughs> you know? See, my uh parents were always like scared to have me do stuff on oh. New Year's because they're like, everyone's drunk. They're crazy, they're driving. I don't want you driving right. and everything. And then my parents got kind of old and yeah. they were just like, We're not staying up. <laughs> so <laughs> right. do whatever you want, totally. girl. Um whatever, I'll hang out with your parents on New Year's. Hey, that's great. Just fly down to Atlanta, Georgia on New Year's. <laughs> they'll, have, they'll be happy to see you, you know. But what if I was just like Hey, Mrs. Palmer, 
Uh, I decided to come down and visit for New Year's. <laughs> uh, I think she'd be happy to see you. I don't know how long you could stay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sure she'd let you in. Oh, okay. That's helpful. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, you'd have a place to stay for yeah. at least a couple hours. <laughs> all right. Hey, that's all I need. All I need to see is that ball drop. Right. And I can't imagine what it's like not seeing the ball drop. Like at midnight, like like you when you stay you when you stay in California yes. for New Year's, yes. like the country, the, like the East Coast turns midnight before the West right, Coast. So but like that's, that, that must be weird. It's not weird because they just play. I mean, then the show ends and they start it over for the West Coast people, and it's like, oh yes, it's about to start. It's weird. Like it's. I mean, that's like the whole thing with time zones. Do you think time zones are just weird all the time? Actually, yeah. <laughs> and if you think about it hard enough, you're just like, this is weird. I mean, I guess, but I just, yeah. I'm used to it. And I feel like LA, it's just a fun place to be, be around people my age, mm. hanging out. Doing I, like cool being stuff. In, I like being in Jersey because I'm the first one in the country, yes, <laughs> to, in the country. to have midnight. Not in the world. Um, but what else did you do this week? What did I do this week? I feel like um, I watched a good bit of television this weekend. We watched uh, Coming Out Colton, which your friend worked on. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, beautifully shot. <laughs> And I don't, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was nice. Uh, It just was, it wasn't like the most thrilling watch, but I do think it could help some people out there. Oh yeah. And it got more interesting as it went along. Cause initially the first two episodes were very much like I'm coming out to my family and like uh, coaches that I used to have. And all of them were basically like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I watched the first two episodes as well. How many are available now? Is it all available? It's all of it. And I think it's six. It's six. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've, I just finished the second one and yeah, it's him basically just like coming out and like everyone just being like. Well, I, I love you. And it's like, well, that's great. Well, that's it is the, great. That's the response that there should be. Right, but is it um, like television gold? I wouldn't say so. I mean, we'll get there. You, we as get it there. goes along, it gets better because it's then dealing with the aftermath of when he came out publicly and how people mm. were just like, well, he's a stalker. And like seeing him deal with that was more interesting to me than okay. the initial like. But it was funny because I felt like a lot of the criticisms of it of being like, oh, you know, Gus Kinsworthy's his gay guide and other sits, you know, straight passing white man uh, is his gay guide. Like, and I would think they would have like injected more people of color into the show and they did not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there are a few. There's a black trans lady who is like a pastor who shows up mm-hmm. and Michael Sam, who was the NFL player who was out is there. Mm-hmm. And also another NFL player. Yes. Who is um, uh, maybe Hawaiian? I don't know. I, ju- I know. I think he's the guy who's on. There's an amazing documentary that from like 2000 and I don't know, four or something uh, called called Rosie's Family Cruise oh. and it's like all gay families on a family Rosie cruise. O'Donnell? Yeah, um oh. uh and the cruise is hosted by Rosie O'Donnell. It's the best documentary ever. It's amazing. It's so good cuz it's just like all these like gay parents with the most adorable children ever. Oh. The kids are so cute. Do you think it's on Netflix? Um, I probably not. I don't oh, know. But I, don't I used to watch it. it all the time on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And he was, was he was very winning and lovely and you know, it was good to see him. Yeah. But it definitely was. There were moments where it was like, "Oh, we're having a big con- coming out party for Colton. And I was mm-hmm. just like, so everyone is white? <laughs> I mean, he it's lives fine. in Colorado. He He's from Colorado. And then they like traveled to like Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. So I was like, oh. <laughs> it wasn't okay. bad. So I did that. I'm trying to think. We, we did more decoration. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, I'm trying to think. I saw Janie a good bit. It's so great to see her, of course. Oh, Janie. A queen. A queen. But I don't think I've done anything too crazy. How was your week? It was good. I started my uh, other job, that I my production job that I got, uh, which is a a string of like fitness workout videos Mm -hmm. um, as the, I I didn't tell you, did I tell you? I got, my title got bumped up to instead of script supervisor, I'm segment producer. You did tell me that. um, Which is nice. And because they lost a segment producer and they were like, You'll replace them. Perfect. Uh, you'll figure it out. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know what you need me to do, but I'll do it. So a big thing I do is I uh, help with the rehearsal process for the mm. workouts, the the trainers who are doing the workouts. Yeah. I run the timers because every like uh, set, I think it's called, um, or something okay. has to be like a certain length of time. And then there's a certain number of seconds of resting and everything. Oh, interesting. So I'm like running the timer and making sure it's all happening on time. So I'm basically sitting there watching these people work out for like, they're doing like half hour workouts Jesus. straight, but like also hosting a show as they're doing it. Ooh. So I'm just watching it sitting on my fat ass, just being like, say, I am snacks. so glad this is not my ass <laughs> because this looks exhausting. Wow. 
I, I, I can't believe these people are doing it with smiles on their faces. And it. also there are different segments in different languages. So oh, I, I did like the German one. And so they're all speaking in German and like a German translator is like in my ear telling me what they're saying in English wow. <laughs> as I'm watching them, as I'm look, paying attention to a timer, as wow. I'm trying to take like continuity notes. This is interesting. It's very interesting. Right. But I'm sitting down the whole time. I love that. So I love that. How long is the job for? How long is the gig? Uh, until like mid-January, I, I think. It. Yeah. So and, we're and doing And you're it. just working at the restaurant on Sundays then. Yes. Iconic. I we know. love a new schedule for you, Matt Steele. A new schedule. We'll see how well we work with it. Yes. You know, it could get exhausting after a while. It could. We'll see. Have I, you have you changed your schedule? Because you have to get up early a lot of the days. Do you go to bed earlier now? Uh, I have been. Hey, look at yeah, you. Yeah, but then my call time tomorrow is 6 a.m. Woo! So, hello. You know, Matt Steele's not a morning person, ladies and gentlemen, but well, he's going to be. Well, we're recording this at 9.49 p.m., so we better jump into news radio yeah. for Matt Steele. Yeah, especially because <laughs> I have to go home and, like, create some new timers. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I have <laughs> um, to do that before tomorrow, so. So, we got some news. Are you ready? I'm ready for the news. Did you hear that little, little Mix has announced their hiatus. No! Yeah. When Wait, did, what was this him. announced? <laughs> I thought you had. Um, This was announced on the 2nd on Britney's birthday. Happy birthday, Britney. Happy birthday, Britney. So uh, she's, they basically have said, we wanted to let you know that after the confetti tour in April, May of next year, we are going to be taking a break from Little Mix. It's like a whole tweet thread in which they basically are like, we are still remaining a group. This is not... Uh, hold on, let me see what they say. Uh... It's been a 10 amazing years, a wonderful nonstop adventure. We feel this time is right to take a break and, so we can recharge and work on some other projects. It, but they're really trying to make it clear that, like, we're not actually breaking up, okay. which I assume they're not. But isn't this what all groups say when they're breaking up? Of course. Up? <laughs> the thing is, though, like 10 years for a group, it's that's the that thing. is a miracle. They've earned this. Break. They've really earned the break. Like, and I always am just like, Lil Mix has been around for a while. Yes. And it's like, until obviously this whole Jesse Nelson thing, it was like, they all love being in a group. It mm-hmm. seems like they really supported each other. They've put out so much music, so many albums. Yeah. And, and so, great music. Great too. music. And it's just been nonstop for them. So it's and certainly. I, their best album to me is with their most recent one. I know. It's very good. So I'm happy for them. And yeah. I mean, of course, they just all had babies. So. Yeah. So, like, take a break, take that hiatus, raise your kids, do the other little projects you want to do. Right. I mean, and you know, ten years from now, put out another little mix album. No, or more sooner than ten years. Get oh, oh, five. Give the, give the people time to get excited. Five years. This isn't a Spice Girl situation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, but it's just like I think they really are going to remain a group of the three of them. I do. Yeah. And I think they're gonna do more things okay. sooner rather than later. Okay. But I believe that Jade, the one who does not have a baby, has a lot of solo music in the can. So I believe we'll be hearing from her sooner. And you know, a rumor is going around that I think there have been pictures of Jesse not only you know blackfishing all the live long day, but also dating one of Leanne's exes. Oh. And it's just like, girl. Oh, do you hate good press? Like, do you? Is this now the promotion? Like, I'm the villain of Little Mix. Is that like the turn we're making? Because now she's now like being pictured on a Ferris wheel, making out with this guy who used to date Leanne. Does Jesse have like Jesse stands? Like, are there? You know how like Azalea Banks would do some crazy <laughs> stuff, and like her stands would still just be like, fuck yeah, she's the best, right? And and like fuck all you haters and everything. Like, does Jesse have those stands? I assume there are still people who loved Little Mix who like still have a soft spot for Jesse but like okay. j- the thing with Azalea is those you know random white gays who were still really obsessed with her always had her music to be like oh well Azalea's music's amazing which like is it but people believed that there's no music Jesse has one song and it's bad <laughs> <laughs> right like there's no music that you can use as like oh this is the reason I stand her because all the music is a little mix and then that one song yeah I feel like you gotta like put out a little more before you decide yes. like I am the villain. Yes. I. This is my persona. You will love me. It just is a choice. Like, okay. if I were her PR team, I would be like, really, girl? Like, we were really going to try to make something of you being the first little mixer to go solo, but, you know, maybe we should not have. <laughs> okay, well, get her, Jade. <laughs> get her, Jade. Get her, indeed. Jade. She's going to put out some great songs. Can't wait. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of people who, you know, have seen better days. Mm. Mr. Christopher Cuomo has been fired by CNN. Um, apparently, he was put on uh, leave, I guess, early week. There was new... Because the thing is, he and governor, former Governor Cuomo, uh, it came out that they both were kind of... Um, 
not great. But what happened? They were touching women. I, I, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't <laughs> okay. think I don't think Chris <laughs> was accused of, of any of that. Okay. I want to say it was found out that Chris was using when Andrew was being accused of yes. um, having a inappropriate inappropriate workspace yes. and sexually harass, harassing. Yes. I, I don't know who. Um, but um, I think it was revealed that. Like, I don't know if I'll get this story right. When I, what I saw on the view yeah. was that <laughs> as I was like doing my pushups, yeah. um, it seems like Chris was using his like inside connections to help him, oh. uh, like, uh, like tamp down the media coverage on this. Maybe or like- something. It seemed like Chris Cuomo was using trying to use his connections mm. to help his brother out in some sort of way, Yikes. and this was deemed uh, obviously inappropriate. Well, a CNN um, says Chris Cuomo was suspended earlier this week pending further evaluation. Of- uh, of new information that came to light about his involvement in his brother's defense. We retained a respected law firm to conduct the review and have terminated him effective immediately. While in the process of that review, additional information has come to light. Despite the termination, we will investigate as appropriate. Yeah, I, I want to say like he tried to use his like media influence to help build a case for his brother or Oof. something like that. Okay. Something like that. I, I might have gotten it wrong. Forgive I feel me like I we're going to hear a lot more about this mm-hmm. and it just makes me sad for, remember when people were like, I'm a Cuomosexual. I remember it's that like, era. It was kind of like, that did not age well. It and it's like, we probably could have told you that when y'all were spouting about that, but you know, it was a rough time. The pandemic, we were was. all spouting a bunch of stuff. And we were all <laughs> just trying to find people that we could deem as heroes, but let's not throw the word around. Mariah <laughs> wrote hero for certain people. <laughs> and I don't think the Cuomo's are in the vicinity of that. No, <laughs> Mariah reminded us that maybe the heroes don't lie in other people; <laughs> they, they lie, lie in you, you in ourselves. <laughs> it's all very true. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we'll keep our eyes peeled there. Um, but it just sounds like a mess. Um, but happier news: Adele Adele's going to Las Vegas. I am excited. This is a reason to go to Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas, and so because it's so interesting that you love Las adore Vegas. Adore Las Vegas. Never had a sip of alcohol in my life. Don't gamble nothing. But I love <laughs> Las Vegas just because my dad used to live in Las Vegas when yeah. I was a wee young lad, mm. um, and so my brother and I every summer for. Uh, several years would visit him for like three weeks in like oh, August. So you have like and a so lot of history and like nostalgia. I have a lot of Vegas. nostalgia like Vegas going to Vegas always reminds me of like summer vacation. Yeah. And at this point Vegas was really marketing itself as like a family destination. So right. there were a lot of things for families to do at this point. Now it's just like come to Vegas to sin. Um, <laughs> but whenever I go to Vegas I'm I'm still just like where's the fun family stuff to do. And, and you I, do love a buffet. I, so I love that, a buffet. And you know just for the nostalgia you gotta say. And I'm talented at a buffet. You saw me eat at those buffets. I did. Everyone at the table was like, Matt it was Steele, a shock. You can it put it shock. away. It was a shock. Um, but Adele is going to be uh, at Caesars Palace, where Mariah was, uh, beginning in January. I believe it's January through April. Um, it's called Weekends with Adele. Their singer is going to perform two shows each weekend in 2022 from January 21st until April 16th uh, for 12 weeks. Pre-sale tickets are available, will be available using Ticketmaster verified fan. And it's like, have the prices come out? How much is this going to cost? Oh, I can't imagine. We went to Caesars for Mariah. Mm-hmm. It's not a big place. That is not a bit. It's not like we're an arena here, people. This is a. It wasn't an arena, but it's a big theater. It's a it's, theater. It's, it's big for a theater. It's a big for Adele. No, like the okay, prices. Yeah, it's not an arena for yeah. the back row. I assume will be a minimum one hundred and seventy-five dollars. Damn, yeah. Um, I the thing is, what is so? It's is it at the Coliseum? Uh, it's at Caesar's Palace. So that's the the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. I saw Mariah there. I saw Bette Midler there. That was a show. Really? Oh, I was and I was last row for Bette Midler, and I was still just like, this is great. <laughs> I, the thing is, I haven't seen Adele since she was doing you know Soho in New York. You know, before Rolling the Deep even came out. So I would go. love to go. Save your pennies, girl. But like that's the thing. Like I would like to also buy my family Christmas gifts. Like I can't. But like they would want you to gift yourself Adele you know how much like how much do you think the front row ticket for that is oh I don't want to imagine what especially because it's Adele so like it's like a thousand older demographic you guys have money yes Oh, it's but it's like good for her because the thing is, I don't know how safe it is for her to be like doing a whole world tour at this point. Oh, yeah. She can stay in one place. She has that baby. Yeah. You know, I guess baby is like six, but whatever. <laughs> She's got that baby. She's got that baby. But like, you know, it's easy to just stay in one place and perform her shows. But I just I just need to see the ticket prices. Honestly, okay. that's what I need. So right. I would like to go in theory. We'll see if it happens in practice. Okay. 
Um, did you see that Joshua Bassett came out with a three song EP? Yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to it? I have. Is it good? It is. Oh, is it? It is. Why like, did the we songs react are to nice it? Because I, I didn't know anything about this kid. I didn't know it was going to be good, but it's good. <laughs> but it's also like, I feel like for a response, cause it's basically not all the third song, not really. The first two songs are direct Olivia Rodrigo responses. Okay. And for, I feel like people like John Mayer and the Jonas Brothers have put out their like retorts to Taylor and they're always a little like, all right, like this is fine. Like I see what you're talking about, but it's like not as clear and like clearly she's better at this than you. The first quote that I heard from Mr. Bassett well, the first quote I read from Pop Crave uh, before the album uh, EP came out. Don't you ever wonder if I'm okay after all you put me through? Half the shit you're saying is only half true. Messing with my life as a career move. I can't help but wonder, why don't you make it end? All right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm invested. I will be listening in the car on my drive down back to my place. It also features my mama called because she heard I got death threats. Ooh. Uh, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Ooh. Yeah, and then it, uh, it's also implied another track that he she cheated on him while during the relationship. Like I don't know, there's just a lot going on, and you read this GQ profile of him, and it's actually very sad. Like no matter what happened in their relationship, like he was living in New York at the time when he was getting these death threat kind of things. He would go to coffee houses and a coffee shop like that saw he was in there. Played Olivia Rodrigo songs on loop until he left to like push him out. Oh my god, <laughs> you like, are all fucking losers! Like, come it's on, like, guys, this is just music. Like, the yeah. best part about it is you're getting this music. Like, I'm not knocking on Jake Gyllenhaal's door, being like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, no, you know, like it's it's a song. Like, it. Insp- I'm happy he inspired some great music. Like, we don't need to bully this child who is a, is, is a, a child. child. <laughs> just so we're all clear. Like, and uh, it seems like he and Sabrina Carpenter are no longer together. He is very mm. single. He now lives in the woods, like in a remote location. He won't reveal. Like, he's off the map, off the grid, like just trying to rebuild his life. And basically the thesis of Crisis is my label said that I could, I should never waste a crisis. Like, basically write a response song right now. Because driver's license is the biggest thing in the world. And he's basically like, how could you do this? But I guess you could never waste a crisis. It's like uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of brilliant. It's, it's kind of brilliant. It's kind of like I, I that the song's pretty good. The songs are good. Yeah, and uh, I, I I feel for the kid. And also in that same GQ interview, which has nothing to do with Olivia, but there's a heartbreaking portion of it where he talks about how he was regularly sexually assaulted as a child. Oh no! And like apparently there was an older man that took advantage of him as a child. It's just like uh. this kid has gone through it. Like, sure, he was a bad boyfriend to Olivia Rodrigo and or they broke up. Like, let's leave this guy alone, yeah, like guys. That's crazy. That's well, crazy. Mm, it's yeah. just, it's not worth whatever was happening. Hopefully it's all died down. Uh, but it seems like, you know, with the whole Grammy conversation, maybe there was more dust up about it. I just want us to all leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. And, and le- like, listen to his music, too, if it's good. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I'm glad that he has an outlet where he is able to release music of his Do you own, think he feel. and Jake Gyllenhaal and, like, Dave Coulier are on, like, a text chain of, like, oh, my God. We're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... What did we really do? What did we what really did do? We but just really like do? break up with our girlfriends. Right. I mean, Jake, <laughs> Jake and Dave. I think there are arguments because those girls were so young and they were so old. Of course, yeah. But Joshua was in the right age group. Um, yes, and like when you, I mean, I wasn't dating someone at seventeen, but like, were any of your relationships? Did you know how to navigate a relationship when you were seventeen, right. sixteen, whatever were you, age were you, you were? A healthy partner to someone when you were seventeen? Literally, no. Literally, no. You literally were not. No. So, I don't know. Just leave Joshua Bash alone is what I'm saying. Um, did you see this? <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield shares original audition video for the 2019 Cats film. Wait. <laughs> how, wait, did this just come out? Because this did not, how was this not sent to me? November 30th. He put this on TikTok. Why I did no one send this to me? Wait, is this real? This like, is, is this, real. Was this really his self-tape? Yes, it was his self-tape. I was called to London for a meeting with the director. Uh, he was auditioning uh, to be to do the t- rum tub tugger dance, and the part eventually went to Jason Derulo. But Lakeith auditioned and posted his self tape on the internet. I am, I am, I am in love with everything about this news story. A mess. I how ha- what. 
The fact that none of you, <laughs> the fact you're that you're blaming the audience, I, the fact that none of you listening have sent this to me. How dare you? Hey, All of you. I'm showing you now. You didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All of you. Everyone's Joshua Bassett's out there to your <laughs> Olivia. Uh, so I like that he shared it. Lakeith Stanfield is a weird weird guy yeah he is so strange <laughs> like i feel like everything i hear about him is weird but like this it's pretty funny it's amazing <laughs> this is pretty funny i mean i love nothing more than the cats movie slash cats slash everything involved with cats the musical and Oof. and so just i need to see the old who else auditioned i, I mean, need to see all of the audition i need tapes. a whole list i need all of it there needs to be a documentary about the audition process for everyone who submitted a tape and like what do they think now were they like whoa i didn't get that shit <laughs> oh i would just i would be mad I'd be like, oh, I wish I was a part of the oh, filming no. of that. Oh, no. The thing I, I love about the Cats movie is you look at all those cats in the ensemble and you're just like, they are having so much fun because they're dancing around being like, we have no idea what the fuck this is going to look like, but here we are. Then they saw it and they were having a lot less fun. I'm well, sure. I was having fun when I saw it. Um. Well, in other Bachelor news, uh, this man who looks so much like Colton is going to be the new Bachelor. His name okay. is Clayton Etchard. He uh, was named the Bachelor, even though the top four of Michelle's guys, the Bachelorette season that's currently airing, all top four of them are people of color. But the Bachelor was very much like, all right, we've had enough black leads. <laughs> So we'll put this eighth place guy who eighth got place. eighth place and got very little screen time. Oh has no. no personality. Oh no. Eyes. He's six five and hot. And on the what do you think his tagline on the poster is? Oh God. Who knows? Because everyone loves an underdog. Oh it's no. It's like in what world is a six five cishet white man an underdog? <laughs> He's Everything's coming because he's an overdog. Because he came in eighth. Well, he came in eighth because he's boring. And it's going to be boring for me to watch for 12 weeks. Also, starting in January, like, third, it's like they're backing these seasons in so quickly, one after the other, that it's like, this is not fun. Like, give me a bachelor season and a bachelorette season. And, like, I'll call it, and during the year, a bachelor in paradise, and that's enough. This is too much. Bachelor and like we don't have the, the people for it clearly if we're picking just some random eighth place boring boring person I don't need it I'm yeah. so upset you know I I'm sorry that you're going through this I'm sorry <laughs> that you're getting so much of the show that you love so much <laughs> but it's a show but it's, it's a show that works best when it's on at the right time I can't I'm not you yeah. I can't watch five episodes of Big Brother a week and like still be happy about it okay it's a limit I need it when it's on it's I exhausting need, yeah and yeah. I need it to be off when it's off that's the thing when Celebrity Big Brother was announced again this year I was just like oh man exactly. like I'm gonna have to because the good thing about Big Brother is like it's on it's during the summer yes. it's like the summer is for Big Brother yes. and then you have a whole year to like recharge right so you get it yeah luckily Celebrity Big Brother is only three weeks mm. so it's not that much of an investment but this oh, is going to be a full season of The Bachelor. A full season of The Bachelor. Mm. So I'm, it's happening. So maybe the girls will be good. That's the hope is that there are some stars in his contestants. Uh, Magic Mike 3 is coming to HBO Max. Why not? Directed by Steven Soderbergh. Again? Back, again. Steven again. Steven, again. Right, Steven using, doing all the sequels. I think, you know, apparently what he said is I went and saw Magic Mike live or whatever like live experience they have in Vegas. And he was inspired to write another film. It seems like they're going all in with HBO Max and Magic Mike because there's also a new Magic Mike reality show about like becoming the next becoming Magic Mike or something. And like okay. maybe getting in the show or something. So... For all the people that have missed Magic Mike since Magic Mike XL was XXL, I think, was out in like 2013, 14, 14. I don't know. Okay. It's coming back. Get your HBO Max subscriptions up. And by the way, if you haven't, I mean, I know I just talked about it, but if you haven't watched um, freaking the gay dating show, 12 Dates of Christmas, <laughs> I just finished it. It is wild. I'm so mad there's no reunion this season. I can't believe the, the, the craziest part is that. The straight man storyline is the one I most like was most invested in, and he picked the wrong fucking girl. Oh no, he dude. didn't pick my queen, Brooke, and he picked dumb Nikki with her dumb lips. <laughs> but apparently, the gays that ended up together, the guy, the male gays, the male gays, <laughs> they uh, are still together. That's I was good. like stalking uh, Penny's uh, Instagram, and I saw that they were still together. And that's spoiler if you're watching now, but I was thrilled. That's wonderful. Yeah. Love exists, guys. Love, exists. Love can flourish. So congrats to those gays, and congrats to the Magic Mike stands. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any other real news. Not really. The only other thing is um, 
No. <laughs> All right. I'm looking down and it's like, do I care about this? Oh, no. And we'll talk about that later. Is there any other news for idiots that you would like to share with the people? I don't believe so. It was right. a week of just me watching a bunch of workouts and I'm just like, hey. nothing. Are you inspired to work out? Hell no. Are you kidding? Get <laughs> out of here. I am you. thrilled I do not work out. All right. Well, <laughs> I work out a little, but like, not like, I can't. Mm-mm. You can't do a whole thing? I can't do a whole thing. No, no, no. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more Two Game Mats. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's true. We're situated. We had to get a bunch of things situated because something in Email My Heart involved something else technical. And Matt Steele, what is Email My Heart? Email My Heart is this right now. Yes. It is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O or comment on this video below if you're watching this podcast on YouTube. So the first question comes to us from Samantha. Samantha says, it's the most wonderful time of the year to be a Spotify user. <laughs> Hi, Matt. First of all, I just wanted to say that I discovered your podcast halfway through this year, and it's it is my giving me moments every week. I have been binge so listening. Sweet. I know I have been binge listening to many of your past podcasts, and I also love having your new hilarious and energetic podcast every Monday to start my week. Anyway, to get to my question, this past week Spotify has released their Spotify Wrapped for all of their users, and I just love looking through and reflecting on all of my top songs and artists from the past year. I am not even positive if you guys are Spotify users of course we are oh my god uh, but if you are what were your top artists songs music genres etc this year I'm so interested to hear what you have listened to the most also I just wanted to mention that the two game ads podcast was my most listened to podcast this past oh my year. god thank you thank you that's Samantha. so kind Samantha's at she gets it she gets it all right Matt Steele do you have your list I have my list okay okay so my uh Top artists this year yes. were one Taylor Swift, yeah, iconic. <laughs> two, Matt Palmer. Yes. <laughs> uh, three, Lady Gaga. Oh, I've heard of her. Four, Lord. Oh. And five, Little Mix. All right, look at Little Mix jumping in the top five. You didn't even know who they were this time last year. <laughs> like for real. Um, and my top songs were "Chasing Fireworks" by Matt Palmer. Thank you. I don't want it by Matt Palmer. <laughs> Uh, number three, the ladies paying from Sunset Boulevard, the Broadway cast recording with Glenn Close. I'm in great company. I was just playing that song on loop for a long period of time. I think it's Andrew. Why were you? I think it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's like best song. I love it so much. Um, and uh, I was just obsessed with it for a little while. Um, and I was very depressed when Sunset Boulevard announced it was not going to be made. I do remember that. So, um, uh, number four, Used to the Dark by Matt, Matt Palmer. <laughs> number five, Allergic by Matt Palmer. Wow. I mean, Justice for Keep It Secret by Matt Palmer I as mean, well. And Do It All Again, which is a clan. I'm, I'm surprised I mean, if those. you look, you, after you give us your artist, you got to look through your actual playlist they make for you to see some songs that are not by me. <laughs> so people can hear <laughs> exactly. other I'll do things. That. Yeah. But, but I mean, I had to support my friend. I had to support Matt Palmer and Glenn Close. That's your two best friends. <laughs> they're my two best. They're my two only friends, ladies and gentlemen. I love so, that. yeah. Thank you for listening. Listening. I time. am not on either of my lists because I'm like, I can't listen because I share what I'm listening to on Spotify. So if ever I do listen to my own music, I have to put myself on private. I and love like, that. That's a lot of work because it just would be like, really, bitch? Like you're just <laughs> sitting there listening to your own music. But sometimes you got to do it. I mean, sometimes I listen to those two game ads, like an old two game ads podcast. And I'm just like, this is fun. It is fun. <laughs> so honestly, sometimes I watch our old videos. And I'm like, I'm in a better mood. <laughs> so I'm like, I get it. My number one song. Julia Michaels, all your exes. Yes, yes. So to yes. every, I feel like multiple people, but definitely someone on this podcast reached out to me and was like, uh, I think you would really like this song, which I took as a compliment because the song is great, but also as like, I'm not a crazy person about other people's exes and I feel like I have that stigma around me. So you were right. It was my favorite song of the year. So you got me there. Yeah. Number two, uh, Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Which I don't think is my favorite of her songs, but I guess I played it a lot. Okay. Number three, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Uh, number four, Montero, Call Me By Your Name okay. by Lil Nas X. And number five, Dua Lipa and Should Have Been Motherfucking Normani. If it ain't me. Okay. I was so ready for the fucking Normani remix of that song that never came. Mm. I think someone made a very good, like, polished sounding version of the Normani duet version of that song, but I'm still pissed it never got officially released. Mm. What a great song. It's a fantastic song. It's a great song. Yeah. I was very surprised by my Spotify rap because it said, like, top artists. You know, Taylor Swift's my top artist, but then it listed, like, top music genres, and Broadway was, like... The top music of course, genre, of course. but it's not one specific artist. So my top artists were number one, 
Mariah Carey. Okay. This happens every year where if Mariah doesn't release something new, she's not in my top five songs. And then I get nervous. I'm like, oh my God, is Mariah not my top artist this year? But of course she is. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Number three, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Number four, Alanis Morissette. Okay. And number five, Miss Janet Jackson. I was listening to music for 68,120 minutes on Spotify. How many days is that? Uh, It's days and days and days. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it happens. That's how it happens. And uh, my top genre was dance pop, which is just their way of saying you're a homosexual. You're homosexual. It's either like Broadway or dance pop. Yes. You're a homosexual. (laughs) All right. Um, What other songs are on your list? Not by me. um, Leo's statement, It's Hard to Speak My Heart from Parade. Lord. (laughs) Because I was like considering putting that in like my audition book. Mm -hmm. And so I was listening to it, singing along to it. It's a great song. Oh, it's fantastic. Sweet Melody by Little Mix. Speaking of great songs. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Leave Me Out, Matt Palmer. Hey. Dancing on My Own by Robin. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's not current. (laughs) You'll Never Walk Alone from Carousel. Mm. Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Then there's Keep a Secret. Yes. Supercut by Lord. Yeah. That's, I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Walk by Griff is one that I feel like people don't know. Oh, that's a great that's song. A great, that's a fantastic great song. song. Yes. I have Easy by Demi Lovato and Noah, Noah Cyrus, another okay. great song. I have The Movie in My Mind from Miss Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have The Prologue from Carousel. I listened to a lot of Carousel this year. A Girl Like Me by Jasmine Sullivan, which by the way, there is this... I think I don't know if it's Netflix or something on YouTube there's a performance of Girl Like Me where it's hard to describe but she's just sitting in front of a window that she just has a guitarist behind her she's her is not there so it's just Jasmine Jasmine doing it alone there's not a better singer on planet earth and I feel like I say this every other podcast but if you're not listening to Jasmine Sullivan and I feel like this is less of a problem now Hotels was a big hit she just won uh, best album at the Soul Train Awards I believe but man oh fucking man the voice on Jasmine Sullivan I mean no, like yeah. the agility the ability to do those runs as cleanly and clearly as she does unmatched yeah. uh, no one in today's singing climate can even come close and a great writer great like, writer the great songs writer. the themes of the songs the concepts 10 out of 10 yeah I mean I just need everyone to love Jasmine Sullivan as much as I do that's all I need okay <laughs> alright this, this that's your Christmas wish that is all I want for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> alright alright so next question oh, com- we got comes one. to us from Maxwell hey Maxwell Maxwell says songwriting 101 mm-hmm. Matt's hi I hope you both are doing well and are enjoying the beginnings of the holiday season All I want for Christmas is blasting on every speaker in my house, and I hope it's the same for you. I better be, because we're getting that number one every year from now until the end of time. The end of time. (laughs) I have always been a huge music buff, hence how I found you both in the first place, and I recently have delved into songwriting. It's the purest form of self-expression for myself, and I truly wish I would have utilized this outlet sooner. But hey, it's better to start now than never, I guess. Yes. I was just curious, Matt Palmer, what are some tips you would give to beginner songwriters on how to fine-tune their craft mm. sometimes i feel really stuck on whether the song being on whether the song being too is too simple then it's then it's too generic mm. and if it's too complex you lose your audience entirely mm. i was just curious how you maybe toe that line matt Steele, i would love your input as well not only as a connoisseur of music well thank you oh my god um but as a writer yourself i know you love a good story plug devos in the movie here <laughs> <laughs> uh, shameless plug in coming I've attached a clip of course of a song I wrote called Let Myself as yes. well as lyrics to this song and another song I wrote called Rain Check mm. imagine Avril's Bite Me meets Olivia's Good For You hey I want to hear that amazing obviously if you don't have time oh well of course we'll listen to it get out of here Maxwell's like if you don't have time to listen to it Maxwell we of are listening to it of course we will and we will let you know yes. how iconic so, it is alright my my Songwriting 101 first class moment is you're going to write a lot of bad songs. You're going to write a lot of bad songs before you write a good one. Just keep going. Everyone's songwriting process is different. I think starting simple is good. You know, the first songs I wrote, I had no romantic life to pull from. So it was like, we're not writing about anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're imagining. But we're imagining and we're getting the melody down. We're getting the structure down. We're getting the vibe down. And as you live and as you continue writing, you'll be able to make the lyrics something specific, but not something that is, you know, 
not singable at all, you know? And I feel yeah. like that is the thing that great writers like a Julia Michaels with all your exes or a Taylor Swift with all too well can do is like, they can give you the specificity and give you something that feels unique. And the thing is you shouldn't be trying to write a song that no one's ever written before. Cause you're never going to do that, yeah. but just write a song the way you would write it. And like say the things in the point of view that you would want that only you're going to have because you're the only you out there. So that I think start with a strong melody, strong with start with strong structure and then infuse it with you. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, to quote Stephen Sondheim, mm. Sunny in the Park with George, anything you do, let it come from you. Yes. Then it will be new. Hi. Give Hi. us more to see. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Yes. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. I, I would say for, you know, screenwriting or playwriting, um, a thing I like to do, which is kind of just something that I've always done is I write like one sort of chunk, like either a scene or like a section or something. And then I put it down for a long time, like mm. months, in some cases, years. Yeah. And and then I like pull it back up again and then I expand on that. Right. Um, just because sometimes it's nice to just um, uh, like let something sit for a while and then go back to it a while later yeah. with more knowledge. And to like let it marinate in your head for a long time. Mm. Um, another thing I like to do just in terms of, you know, making characters specific or something like that is I wouldn't say I like always pull from my own life necessarily or mm. but sometimes I take instances from my own life and I am like, well, what if this one specific thing turned out a little differently mm. or what if someone else was in this same situation I was in? So right. I am inspired by things in my own life or things in the lives of people who um, I know and everything. But I, I find a way to sort of like twist them and make them a little different. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't say I have like any sort of system. Sometimes I just like write a scene and right. just have the people talk and see what happens from that. And, right. and you know, I can't say I have like one system that completely totally right. works all the time. I think it's a good idea. Also, even if you write a song and you finish it, I think it's good to put it down, mm -hmm. leave for a bit and come back to it. Cause I feel like once, at least for me, when I get a song written and or fully recorded, I'm by the end of it. I'm like, is this good? And like, mm -hmm. cause you're just, you've been with it so long. You're so close with it. They're like, I don't even know if it's good or bad or what it is, but then I'll leave and then I'll listen to it again, honestly, in just like a week. And I'm like, that's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like timeless. Sometimes it takes a minute because you get so used to it. It's been coming out of you for so long that once you take a break and come back to it, you'll be able to see it more clearly. Take a break. To quote Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hey, another songwriter. Take a My break. My peer. <laughs> a colleague of mine. A colleague of ours. Yes. Who, who at one point said we were both funny. That is true. There's a tweet to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Fuck all of y'all. Uh-oh. House of Gucci's good. Ah! <laughs> House of Gucci's good. Why is everyone wow. shitting on it? I enjoyed myself. How was Lady Gaga? Really good. Really? Really good. Like, I, I think she's so intriguing to watch the whole time. I think her chemistry with Adam Driver is really good. It, I will say the movie is not as campy as the mm. trailer made it seem. Okay. Um. So that is like a little like, oh, it's, but there are elements of camp to it that like pop in every once in a while, mm. which people are like, oh, it's totally inconsistent, but it's like, shut up. This was fun. Um. <laughs> But I, I think those moments work because they're they're so entertaining and I don't know I I I really was invested the whole time and I was never bored. Um, I I really liked it. Do I, I don't know why people are like not. Do, are, do most people dislike it? No, I wouldn't say most people dislike it. Okay. Like it's doing well. It's it's a success and everything. But I feel like I've heard a lot of people who were like disappointed by mm. it, and I'm just like. I don't know why I liked it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed myself in that movie theater, and there were a lot of Lady Gaga stands in that theater, and you can tell they were all, like all. I knew I was in the right theater for House of Gucci when mm. Nicole Kidman popped up for her AMC. You haven't been to an AMC theater. I have not. So you have not been living your year with Nicole Kidman. I mean, I like I, doing I her saw promo that commercial, right? Yeah. Like it's a commercial that's on top. I've seen the commercial. I haven't seen it in the big screen. Every time she pops up, people are just like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and in House of Gucci, everyone in that theater was like, "Yes!" But wait, okay, do you think it was good and or fun and you're happy you saw it, or do you think like, "Oh, Lady Gaga should win the Oscar"? I don't know about that. Like. 
if she's nominated, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. And if she won, I'd be like, sure. All right. Well, I, I think it's a very good performance. I don't know who I would put as my front runner for leading actress. Who okay. has like my personal pick for leading actress yet. It's, I, I still have to see some performances. But um, but no, I I enjoyed it. I don't right. know. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but right. I enjoyed it. I don't know. And there have been interviews with Ridley Scott lately that are just like, so funny God. <laughs> like in interviews uh about his movie the last duel uh someone was like was like some i interpreted the ending of the movie to be this i'm not going to spoil anything but mm. i interpreted the ending of the movie to be this but other people are interpreting the end of the movie to be like this other thing and everything mm. and ridley scott's just like oh it's not my fault if people are fucking stupid like come on the answer is obvious just watch the movie it's just Lord. like amazing iconic so I stand Ridley Scott this All week. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yes. Check it out, Matt Palmer. House All of right. Gucci. Available. How now. long is it? It's two and a half hours. Okay. I was <laughs> I was engaged that's in the just story a long, the that's whole a long time. time for me. And there's um, a great sex scene where everyone in the theater was just like, ooh. Ah. Ugh. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want those reactions. Okay. I'll see. So for me, I unfortunately don't have much of a giving you moments this week. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to say, and I don't mean to be rude, because you know we like to keep it positive during this section of the podcast. As you all, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you'll know that I maintain that there were years of our lives that Vanderpump Rules was the best show on television. Okay. I am weeks behind on that show, mm-hmm. and I have nothing driving me to want to watch it. Okay. I and I feel bad because I believe we have a listener who I believe is a big Lisa Vanderpump fan. Her name I believe is Margot. So Margot, if you're listening, thank you so much. We love you. And I loved this show. And I realize and understand why the casting changes were made. And I don't even think that's really the problem. But the show, nothing on nothing's happening. Like there's arguments about the name of Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval's new re- uh, restaurant. They want to call it Schwartz and Sandy's. Katie doesn't like it. This is the through line of the season. Okay. We've been talking about this for 10 episodes. Okay. And there's the thing is there's interesting stuff happening in the background like Sheena dating this man who like hasn't seen his kids in 4 years and like d- doesn't get along with Sheena's mom and like that all got dropped. Okay. It just is like, "Ugh, Lala was mean." And Lala said something mean. And I'm like, guys, what the fuck are we doing? This was a show that literally every scene was more unhinged than the last. Like, season six, that was, what, three years ago? It seems like the show has gotten so far away from what it once was. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say it can't get better. Maybe since and 10 will get better. Ever since since the show has aired, uh, Lala and her husband are now getting divorced. And James and Raquel are no longer engaged. It seems like the reunion is going to address both of these things. It seems like there's going to be more to talk about at the reunion about things that happened off camera than on. And it's just because you can't build a show about around Tom Sandoval. Like, he is the new, like, star of the show. And I didn't even love, love him as a quirky side character. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, Sandoval feels this way, and he's going to get in everybody's face. And, like, it just is too much. And it's too much and also nothing. It's so boring. And it's, like, the last thing that I thought Vanderpump Rules could ever be. A show built upon the fact that they were all sleeping with each other and slapping each other about it. <laughs> I'm waiting for the giving me moments. Part. There's no giving me moments. Thought- this is the giving me moments. Is that I'm fucking pissed. Wow. And I just am upset that it's come to this. I don't know how you fix the show. There's been rumors that they're going to bring some people back. Maybe if you see them reckoning with like the racist actions that they performed before this season, maybe that is something to watch. I, they can't come back and not address it. Like okay. they can't come back and we're not addressing Stassi and Kristen like actively being racist towards Faith. But... That could help. I think the Lala and James being single could help. I just, I, the options are fix the show or cancel it. Like, I can't, it cannot be this bad. I can't, I can't right. have it. All right, so how can we uh, uh, twist this into a, a positive? Where it's not. The positive is, the positive I, is, that, I hope you're, it gets is that you're feeling a moment of catharsis. Sure. <laughs> sure. This is I'm like, expressing because it's been on my heart and on my spirit, and I've not wanted to come out publicly and saying that it is bad, but fuck, it's bad. Especially when there's so much great shit on Bravo right now. Like, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City is so incredible. Potomac was amazing. That Nicki Minaj hosted final reunion episode was so good. It's just like Vanderpump Rules used to be like the best show on Bravo and maybe on television. Mm. And look at it now. Martin Scorsese was a huge Vanderpump Rules I'm, fan. And I bet he wouldn't turn it on to save his fucking life. Oh, no. When you disappoint Martin, guys, guys that means you've done something wrong. I just, I just, 
I don't know how we got here. And I realize the big change in the cast had some things to do with it. But find more. Th- if you need new people, find more thirsty, broke servers. And yeah. like, they'll because they're all sleeping with each other and being assholes. I'm and, a server. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm uh, broke. Am I thirsty? <laughs> No, and you're not like sleeping with your coworkers. I could. Sorry, you could be a friend of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, will fucking take oh, it. Oh, you'd be great. Yeah. But I just, it's just hard to watch something you've loved for so long. I assume this is how like sports people feel when they've like loved a team for so long and then they're oh. really shitty for a long time. Yeah. Because it's just like, I, I rooted, I was rooting for you. I told everyone to watch you and yeah. like, this is what you've become. This is what you've, it's so, that's why like. I'm a movie guy. That's mm. why I'm a movie guy because but, TV shows at some point will always disappoint. But you stick you know? through. But you stick through you it. You stick through Big Brother's horrible season. I know, and it's I stuck the horrible seasons of Degrassi. I've stuck through, but then Degrassi would get better because so maybe, they would they, because they would they would change the cast and everything, and it would be like a refresher and everything. But this they changed the cast, and it's like ooh. well, they didn't really kind of they just got rid of half of the cast. And then kept the other people. So you're seeing like the skeleton. You're seeing the B team of what was the main cast. Ooh, plus like new people you don't plus really, new people you don't really care know. about. The yeah, they like, got to do a whole refresh. Because De- Degrassi did whole, that. When there was like a middle point where there were some old people and some new people, yes. it was the lowest. Yes. Ever, and then suddenly there was like, fuck all these old people. Goodbye. All new people. And it was just like, wait, Truly, this is great. I don't know how you fix it, but you either fix it or cancel it. I can't live in a world in which Summer House is like 12 times better than Vanderpump Rules. And it is. That's, that's a shame. The that's fact, a shame. I, you know, Vanderpump Rules, I'm very disappointed in you, not because I've ever watched you, but because <laughs> you, you watched that first season. That part, well, at the Vanderbrunch. I watched an episode. I had to go to work at my own restaurant. You could job. recognize every one of those original cast members. I could, yes. yes but um, the Your fa- friend worked with Sheena. <laughs> I did. My friend worked in a commercial with Sheena. Yes. Um, but the. Uh, the fact that you Vanderpump Rules have turned giving me moments into a negative I experience. Just, like, I had to get it off my I heart. Can't, I can't forgive you. This, I mean, it, this is a positive because this is like your therapy. Yes. Yes. I needed to yell about this and I just, because it's it also took a long time for me to just be like, it's just bad now. Because it's like, mm-hmm. well, maybe it'll get better. Like, oh, there's something here in this scene. But like, the, the times you know when Vanderpump Rules is bad is when they have to do crazy editing tricks to make a scene interesting. Like, now we're going to pretend we're like a James Bond movie. Oh, no. They do, Which, like, kitschy. I hate it. That's you also. I also hate it when there's a diatribe of, like, oh, Tom Schwartz wants to have sex with Lisa Vanderpump. Which is, like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I just... Give me something real. Give me anything real. I mean, if you have to bring back a couple of those people, make them atone, make, put them to task for what they did to Faith, and then let's talk about it. But if there, if you don't have an idea that's good to fix the show, just cancel it. Put it. It's like you're looking at this dog that's like 17 years old and on its last legs. And you're like, but I remember all the memories of when you were wonderful and a puppy and hopping around mm. when the kindest thing you can do for us. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I don't mean to be morbid <laughs> or dark, but nine years as a reality TV show is a long time. Fantastic. How long was The Hills on? Yeah. How long was fucking Laguna Beach on? Two, yeah. like three seasons? Like sometimes just let things float off. It's wild how things now like TV shows you just... You expect them to go like a thousand seasons, whereas like classic TV shows like uh, 20 years ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago, like you're like, oh, they were such a staple in television. They're so iconic. And then you're like, wait, this was only six seasons. Like, it's amazing how it's like those shows knew we're done. And, you know, I hate that, too, (laughs) because, you know, I'm mad that Insecure is about to end. So I get it. I'm saying two things. But I would never want a show to get this bad. Like Friends, mm. even in its 10th season, when it was like, this isn't quite as funny, it still was good. Yeah. This isn't even like watchable. It's unwatchable. I just, I'm hurt. I'm so it. sorry for your loss. I, you know what? Like Taylor said to Jake Gyllenhaal after he didn't show up to his birthday party, I'm sorry too. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. Is there anything else we need to sell the people? I don't think so. I don't think so. Thank I you have- so much for watching or listening or however you're consuming us at the moment. Yeah, I hope everyone has a wonderful final month of yes. the year. I mean, we'll see you in a week. But yeah. like, you know, <laughs> a beginning of the final month of your year. That's true. We love you very much. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.